What's up, guys? I'm Sean Lights Out Merriman, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolt Podcast. Thanks for listening. Here's what's coming up this week on the Charged Up Bolts Podcast. It's been a busy week. You know, the season came to a dramatic finale this week. I'm sure we all watched the pinnacle of every NFL season, which ended with the Pro Bowl. Hello and welcome to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Bermudez, and on this podcast, we bring you the latest Chargers news. We preview and review every Chargers game, and we bring you, as always, the hottest off-season content around. And that's where we are. The off-season has started. It's the best time of year. It's the time for optimism and hope as franchises, in particular the Chargers, rebuild and drive towards the next opportunity to win the Super Bowl. It's been a busy week. You know, the season came to a dramatic finale this week. I'm sure we all watched the pinnacle of every NFL season, which ended with the Pro Bowl. Am I right, Was? <laughs> that was an all-star game, wasn't it, on Sundays? Some, Char- some was it like a charity after- exhibition? Charity exhibition game, yeah, with some some singers at halftime, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure we rented our house out for a lot of money. You know, it was quite good. Charges house. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That was our house. It was just an exhibition game to show off the incredible stadium between two distinctly average and boring franchises. What was more important was the Pro Bowl the week before, which is always the Chargers end of season celebration at the moment. Hopefully we'll change that next year. And who was MVP? The main man, Justin Herbert. And what a travesty that we weren't in the exhibition game, whatever we want to call it, the week after. You know, John, did you watch both of them or neither of them? Uh, I didn't really watch the Pro Bowl. I, I watched a little bit of highlights, but I didn't really watch the Pro Bowl. I just, I don't know. I'm not into flag football personally. So, you know, it is what it is. Everybody has their delights. Um, of course, I watched the Super Bowl. Uh, I had a lot of other things going on that day, actually. I was in and out, moving uh, moving stuff around, taking care of stuff around the house. So I wasn't really super involved in it. Um, but, you know, it was it was a fine game. There was some good stuff, some bad stuff. I mean, ultimately, the second half was pretty, as you might say, bollocks. Uh, it was not good. It, it was pretty boring. The uh, the the Cincinnati Bengals defense has some sort of special voodoo that they do on quarterbacks. And like, you know, quarterbacks will perform one way and offensive will perform one way in one half. And then when the second half rolls around, the defense somehow makes them confused and they all play like garbage. <laughs> And for some reason, the Rams have decided, hey, you, you know, OBJ went out. So instead of, hey, let's rely and force feed the ball to our best player in Cooper Cup. Nah, let's go to everybody else but Cooper Cup. And then, you know, that didn't work. So then on the very last drive of the game, they're like, hey, remember that Cooper Cup guy? Let's get him involved. Why not? <laughs> He's quite yeah, just, yeah, why not? It's mind-blowing. At one point, I thought Antelian was coaching for the Rams. Oh, my God. I the really running on did. first down, it was so bad. That's, that's terrible. <laughs> I just I don't understand the game plan and like the, if I were the OC and you know I would be embarrassed and I wouldn't want to send this game tape to anybody who had hired me but you know what didn't matter the the Vikings still said hey the you Vikings know what let's hire our, let's hire that offensive coordinator for our head coaching job and that could how could that possibly go wrong it was it's just one of those you know Dan did you did you crack open a cold one enjoy so far looking at the views and then turn it off when the game was being played or were you committed to the I was, late I night was committed. extravaganza. I was committed. I, I stayed up. I watched the whole game, the halftime show. I watched the celebrations afterwards with Stan Kroenke just oh, being, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> and I didn't watch a minute of the Pro Bowl. Did you? Know so I didn't watch Herbert. I've, I've just... seen oh. I've seen the highlights since, but at the time, low light. I didn't watch. I, no, I, I watched those two touchdown passes to um, was it Mark Andrews? Um, that, that's about him, all please? I've seen. Can we forget all of that nonsense? I actually wrote about um, Super Bowl party food and some drinks. You three got a mention. Microwave tea, cider, IPA, all garbage. I listed some nice pilsners, some German lagers to drink. I got no comments from you three. Uh, mate, why are, you drinking, <laughs> why are you drinking apple cider? I don't understand. That's best. That's cider, best. the drink of that. gods. I, I don't get that. I do Rum, not bourbon get and cider. cider. The only thing yeah, I know but, about cider is that it's in that one song. You take a whiskey drink. You take a, you take a cider drink. drink. <laughs> you take a cider, cider drink. I'm cider like, here you... being very different to cider in the States, of course. <laughs> yes, it's not It's not orange. That, it's like drinking Snapple, John, it. but you, you get drunk. Man. Just stay away from it. It's, it's gash. <laughs> if, you can't microwave, if you can't microwave it, I don't want any part of it. I, I heard a rumor, however, that you have committed to the kettle game and upped it, and you can yes. be given... Is this rumor true? Can you confirm this? It's big off-season news. Can I tell <laughs> you something? First sign I've, of the off-season. I've actually never microwaved any tea. I've never have done that. <laughs> I've only used kettle. So I've got a. I've had an old school kettle for a while, but I do actually now have a electrical electric kettle, which is, by the way, a game changer. Like for me, I was like, oh, I gotta wait for how long for this thing to get hot? Like, why am I drinking this? I've got. A, I got an espresso to give me instant espresso. Why am I waiting for this water to heat up? And now. I'm like, hey, water, button, and it's hot in like a minute. I'm like, okay, cool. I can get behind this. I can get behind this. <laughs> you see, we've we've upgraded to the next level above that. And that's a hot water tap. But is this in America? Are they in America? It's a tap in your, in your kitchen, and it has a boiling water tap. Hang on. I got oh. a boiler underneath it. We, no, we that's, actually, that's pretty cool. I like that. Because the energy bills have gone so high in the UK, we have to start microwaving our tea now <laughs> to save on electricity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm real. It is a bit of a crisis, but you know, there's two <laughs> things I'll just say. We were talking about the Pro Bowl. Can I just say I don't like the fact that we've gone back to this horrific, no contact Pro Bowl. It got good for a couple. I say good. It got reasonable for a couple of years where there was a bit of contact. It was played at a high pace, and it was just dreadful this year. And and they they need to thinking. I know you don't want injuries, um, but if you're that bothered, just don't go. That's, it needs to be something interesting. It can't just be flag football. Um, the other thing I'm going to say is we didn't make the Super Bowl. I'm going to say the dirty word Super Bowl. It is out there. Congratulations to our brotherly neighbours, the Rams. It's your turn this time. We're coming for you. But the big thing I want to discuss is do we as a franchise need to become more like the Rams? I watched... Anthony Lynn, the, the Chargers, Rams, hard knocks a couple of seasons ago, and I could not stand McVeigh. I didn't like him. He, he's way about him, his leadership. But him and Sneed have created something. They go big. They go bold. They don't bother about early picks. They trade for big names like Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, and they created a franchise that wins and is competitive and gets the Super Bowl and has won it. And 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 it's it, Telesco's been building in a different way. We talked about a couple of weeks ago how we all thought Telesco is on his last legs as our GM. Was do you think our franchise needs to take a leaf out of our neighbourly brothers, the Rams, and go big this off season? One hundred percent. We've got a head coach, 
fourth and Staley. We need a we need a GM that's fourth and Telesco. Look, Les Snead, he went towards the end of the season. He, he signed Von Miller, Odell Beckham Jr., and Eric Weddle. Arguably, two of those players are a massive risk. You know what you get with Von Miller. The reason why he had 150 and a half sacks uh, before the Super Bowl is because he's an absolute machine. One of the best players in the game in his position. Beckham, potential, but obviously he, he came he came through. Um, and Eric Weddle, they, picking a player out of retirement for two years, they knew exactly what they wanted to be. There's a reason why the Rams haven't got 75 million quid, $75 million in cap space like the Chargers because Les Snead was aggressive. And I think Tom Talisco needs to be the same. Obviously not reckless, but needs to roll the dice, get us the players that we need, yeah, have a bit of draft capital and take us where we need to go because there's a lot of work to do, especially on defence. You see, I like that. Fourth and Telesco, I mean, that is a great ethos. And he is on his last sort of chance, to be fair. You know, he isn't going to be hiring another... Uh, if Staley's a failure, he ain't going to go for it. We've already gotten bold on the pitch. So, you know, those free agents are out there. And LA likes big, bright, sparkly things. It likes to win a Super Bowl. It likes stars coming in. And that is... Herbert isn't enough to attract LA to our brand of football. So, you know, Dan, do you think... It's time to give LA the bright lights of the Chargers, Devontae Adams, some other big names. Are you going for it? Or keep building slowly, slowly? Um I I like um I like the the approach that the Rams took. I don't know that it's sustainable. Um and you look at all the players that the Rams have signed that are not they're not gonna be able to keep this year. Like will they keep Odell Beckham after what looked like a knee um tear? Uh, in the same knee that he injured previously. Will they be able to keep Von Miller? Will we be able to tempt Von Miller to just stick around a bit? Maybe hang out at SoFi a bit longer? Um, I, I'm all for going out and actually spending and not spending on... Like, I, I, Let me put it this way. If we're going to go out and spend, I want us to go out and spend on someone who's maybe hitting free agency for the first time at the end of their first contract, trying to leave their team, not someone who has bounced around and is our age. And like, we're just going to go out and go and get like a Brian Belagas. That's not what I want to see. I don't know who that player would be, but we'll get to that. I'm sure. Um, we'll get to that when yeah. it's your turn to be Telesco on up subsequent episodes. And for those that are listening, we are going to have some big, bold, episodes. We're all going to be Tom Telesco. We're going to analyse the roster and each of us will make our decisions on who to sign, cut, trade for, draft. That is coming up in the next few weeks. Stay put. Some massive off-season content. I'm going to go over to California. John, we've all had our, our say. You know, Was and Dan think that it's time to go big and bold and become the Rams? Do you want to become banana helmets? Um... <laughs> So I think there's some part of that organization that I think can definitely be um, modeled after. And, and one of that is their ability to hit on mid to late round uh, prospects. So something that people keep wanting to talk about is, oh, they, they don't have any first round picks. They keep trading away first round picks for veterans. OK. And yeah, that's that model's not necessarily sustainable. OK, you can only do, you can only do that for so long. Right. But. Um, what allows them to do that, what allows them to sign big free agents and be right near the cap every year is that they can have a lot of cost-controlled guys who contribute to the team positively. 
that has been a weakness for Telesco. His draft picks outside of the first three rounds have tended to be pretty bad and pretty useless, right? The Rams, on the other hand, have had plenty of guys in rounds four through six that have actually contributed and that are actually solid players in this league, right? So because they have a roster of guys who can fill holes and add depth, they can be top heavy. The problem with Telesco is that he's not good at drafting in those rounds. He's just not. His his track record is bad. So basically, those are wasted picks and thrown away. So yeah, it's hard for us to model us after the Rams and say, hey, we'll trade away a first round pick when, hey, most of our guys aren't any good outside of the first round. So we don't have the luxury of doing that, right? The other thing is people keep saying, oh, well, they're going to be in cap hell. Well, they can restructure you know, they can restructure almost $100 million if they want to, right? They're not going to. That's too much money to restructure and push down the line. But there's always an opportunity to keep restructuring and and make things work to keep your window extended as long as possible, right? So, um, you know, yes, they're going to go through one or two bad years. It's going to happen, right? There's going to be one or two years where they're going to have to deal with the fact that they didn't have first round picks and that their cap situation is pretty bad. And they may have a one or two struggle years, okay? It happens. Well, I would trade a Super Bowl for three or four struggle years and then get back on my feet, then, you know, 10 years of mediocrity, which is what we pretty much have um, with Telesco, right? We have basically nine years of mediocrity, a couple good years where we're like, oh, wow, this team is really doing something. And then the rest of the years have been failures. So, you know, I don't know what, you, I mean, yeah, if you, if you think being a good GM is being really cost conscious and having good first round picks and, you know, not overspending, then great. Telesco is your budget GM. Be happy with that. But personally, I don't mind going after and going f- and going for it and getting a Super Bowl and then, you know, maybe being bad for a year or two, right? Because with Telesco, you're going to be bad for a year or two every once in a while anyway. So you might as well, in the good years, be really good, right? There's yet to be a year, in my opinion, where this team was really, really good under Telesco. Yes, there have been some good teams, but there's never been a full team effort where it's been like this team is a legitimate Super Bowl contender, right? It just hasn't been there for Telesco. So to have teams that are good but not great, and then to have some bad teams out there, that screams to me that you're not doing a good job as a GM, in my opinion. So, yes, I I don't mind modeling this whole, hey, let's do boom or bust, because you know what? It works, right? Yeah, maybe they have some bad years, but they have some really good years. And I'd rather have some really good years with some really bad years as well than to be, hey, you know what? We're just not very, you know, we're, we're average, right? To me, the worst thing you can be is mediocre. The worst thing you can be is middle of the pack, right? Because then you're picking anywhere between 15 and 20 every year. Well, picking between 15 and 20 every year sucks. It means you didn't make the playoffs, and it, but it means you're also not getting a high-end draft pick. I'd rather be really good and really bad and alternate. Because yep. even if you don't have a first-round pick, guess what? If you were really bad, your second-round pick is going to be pretty high, right? So it's going to be like having a late first-round pick anyway. So I'm sorry, but... I, I do buy into this whole, hey, let's go for it and, you know, we'll suffer for one or two years and we'll bounce back. Why? Because the cap is continually going to go up. You're able to restructure guys. You're able to trade guys away, right? You're able to have g- gymnastics around these bad years. And it happens, right? So uh, look at the Ravens. The Ravens are in a good situation. They, they've signed some good players, but then half their team went on IR, right? Like, those years happen. And if you're telling me those years can happen to even a, a good team with like the Ravens who are a good team, not a great team, a good team, then I'd rather just be, hey, I'd rather be really good sometimes and really bad the other times and just I let mean, it even itself out. But John, I think I would take one Super Bowl and nine years of misery than eight, than nine years of just mediocrity. 
because you know this is the other thing and and snowy thank you for your comment you know disappointing he, he says that it'd be disappointing if we didn't make a big free agent splash uh, and just stuck to resigning this is the point there are three peaks to my nfl season there is draft day where you know being high up and getting an exciting pick is incredible seeing who you get is is fantastic number two is seeing who you buy at sign in free agency, the big name splash, and number three is Super Bowl. There, that's it. The rest is just water under the bridge. Ran, you know, doesn't doesn't really matter. It's exciting. The, these are the exciting three, the holy trinity. Telesco is great at winning the draft with the with the draft mix after on on day two. He never makes us free agent splash. Definitely a plus draft class every year. A plus. I love it. It hits one of my three and then I get disappointed for the other two. But Snowy's correct. Let's bring in someone ludicrous, a big name. Whereas every single NFL website podcast is going, oh, my God, have you seen what the Chargers have done? They mean business. That's what I want this year. We do need depth. So I would rather spend that money on bringing in some exciting names and continue to build with some solid prospects, draft up a little bit, get some exciting talent. But I agree with John. I don't think we, we have enough depth to go and get two or three big pieces. The problem the, the problem the Chargers have got right now and probably for the next six to nine years, the division runs through Kansas City. If we can't even get through the division, Caesar's dead and buried, as we've seen this year. The Bengals, 10 and 7, make the Super Bowl because that was good enough for the North. Every other division in the NFL... The, the, the divisional winner had at least 11 wins. For, for in in the AFC West, we have to have 12 wins. And even then, in 2018, it was only good enough to get a wildcard spot. So unless Telesco is aggressive, unless we do bring in an absolute um, stud in the first and second round, and I wouldn't be surprised to see us trading up and taking three studs in the first two rounds, we're just going to be treading water and we're just going to be going round and round and round. And we can't afford to do that. Look, we have got an absolute gem of a quarterback in Justin Herbert. He deserves a lot better than what we gave Philip Rivers because at times the charges with Philip Rivers look, look bloody terrible. And we can't afford for, for Herbert to, to sort of um, be in quicksand, if you like, and get sucked down because the team are not supporting him. He needs a defence. We've I've got, got to go out and be out. aggressive. I've figured Second it down. all out. I've got it all. Go it's on. all it's all it's all sorted here. So the the Pro Bowl. Justin Herbert, his two touchdowns, Mark uh Mark Andrews, Mandrews. We're losing Mandrews. potentially. Yeah, we're potentially losing Jared Cook, Stephen Anson, they're both free agents. What's a better name to bring in than Rob Gronkowski? <laughs> you pulled the Gronk name out of the hat. You had to go there, didn't you? Let's not do the Rams way. You said you said a big name, well, and I was just thinking, who's a big name that's out there? And it's a position that clearly worked well with Herbert at the Pro Bowl. And plus, Gronkowski plays like it's the Pro Bowl. No one tackles him, so. <laughs> well, he says he wants to go to the Bengals, but now they're losers and they came second. Exactly. I doubt that's going to happen. And maybe, you know, he'll go to the 49ers when Brady comes out of retirement, signs for the 49ers, Gronk will go there, and then we've got yet more competition in California. If he, Look, okay, let, look at Beckham. He was in the abyss at, at Cleveland. Comes to the Rams and he's playing like a an MVP-style wide receiver. 
there's always it's horses for courses. If the cat fits all that, that there's is there's a player that will go to a team and shine and it'll be reignited. We saw that with 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 Beckham, okay. And I think there'll there'll be somebody out there in free agency that can do the same. I mean, talking about age, I know you guys and I know, I know John's not a fan of having players north side of thirty, but I think there's players in free agency that we can get just to put just to plug a hole, pardon the pun, for for a year until the draft. Then we can look at a tackle because we need to but we need to go heavy on defense. Was was you missing the whole the whole the whole banana is this? This is Telesco and Staley's last year. This is a big... Everyone, brace yourself. This is a huge prediction. I'm going hot. This is Staley and Telesco's last year if we fail to make the playoffs and then go deep. If they don't manage, if they go, if they don't get in, definitely both gone. If we go one and done and dribble out, they're gone. We need to win. And that means you cannot... Draw, most draft picks take one to two years to get good. So you need to go big. I'm predicting no, 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 trades, no, 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 big no. trades. You're missing what I'm, I'm trying not to steal my own sandwiches for Telesco. What I'm saying is we are going to go big. We need to go big. But there's free agents out there that we can bring in if they're veterans. I'm not saying Gronk's the right answer. I'm just, I'll give, we'll use Gronk as an example that can do a job for us just to give us a bit of an incremental upgrade in certain areas. Meanwhile, we've drafted some studs and we've brought a, two or three big name players in. I think that's the way we have to do it because we've got so many areas to chase, so many so many uh, players in skill positions that need upgrades. You've got to go for free. You've got to go for a three-pronged strategy, quality drafts, big names, and some veterans that will give us 16 games. Well, I'm going to give you all a question. I, I want to put you on the hot seat. I don't want to steal anyone's sandwiches, but would you rather... This year's first round pick, no matter the position, whatever you think, or we give it away and we make an exciting trade. Trade or first round draft pick? John Ayres first. Trade. 100% trade. I'm sorry. First round draft pick is great. That's great to have first round picks, but there's not a... Let Let me say it this way. At pick 17, we are not getting a franchise defining player likely, right? The chances of a guy like... Um, you know, Derwin James falling to 17 again is not as likely, right? He had some, he had an injury concern, which we got lucky with. And he got, uh, I mean, I guess you could say lucky. I mean, he's missed two whole seasons, over two whole seasons worth of games at this point. So yes, generational talent. I love Derwin James. I have a Derwin James jersey. I will never smirch for Derwin James. But if you look at the draft pick outside of the, he's generational talent when he plays, but he's played like half the time. So, uh, you know, whatever. That's what you get with the 17th. 17 pick in the first round, right? Um, if you look at that talent that we're going to likely get, which is going to be tier two, right? Your tier one elite players are in in most positions are probably going to be gone by the time the Chargers pick at 17. That is just the most likely scenario. Again, not guaranteed, but the most likely scenario is the tier one elite prospects are going to be gone by 17, meaning we're probably going to get a really good player. That's fine. He's really, really good, but he's a really good rookie. Really good rookies tend not to explode year one. They tend to maybe sophomore year be really good, or maybe even year three be really, really good. Well, I don't need a player right now uh, with all the holes we have to be really, really good 
in two or three seasons. I need a player to be really, really good this coming up season. So if you can tell me we can trade away the number, the 17th pick and we can get a game changing player back, I'll sign me up, right? Sign me up. I want a game changing player. I want somebody who makes this team immediately that much better. And I can promise you right now, there's not anybody who's going to be there at 17. That's immediately making this team that much better, right? Best case scenario. One of those corners who have some question marks tend to, uh, erase the doubts and become really, really good, right? An ASJ type player, right? He's definitely got some deficiencies in the height category, which is why he fell to us, but he's really, really good, made the team better. I don't know if there's a cornerback at 17 who's necessarily going to be that good that doesn't carry some risk. So give give me the big name. Give me the, hey, impact player right now. So that's where I'm at. John knows exactly what he's talking about. I'm going to go down this way to Dan. Trade um, or first round pick, what you have it? Trade. Yes. But you're missing trade. a situation here. It could be both. Why not trade me for a higher first round pick? Um, no, I. That's that's uh, um, something I don't I don't see us doing trading up necessarily. I, I haven't looked too much at the college players yet, but um, I think with with the amount of positions we've got depth concerns at. Uh, I don't think that necessarily picking a player who may or may not work out, uh, may or may not have a good career, is necessarily worth it when we could go out and potentially pick someone who's already proven, already at that level. Um, so I, I'd, I'd go with trade um, nearly every time, I think, unless there was, unless we were in that upper like eight to 10 picks. Um, tens even a bit of a push, but yeah, loving it. Boz is nappy. <laughs> Apart from get, us no, getting absolutely it, it, trolled by some random Vikings fan every day. Yeah, cheers, I know. Chris. Um, Merry Christmas, Chris. Um, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? You know, which are you having? Do you, do you not think seventeen could be great? We could be, we could get another Murray we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not Seventeen is not going to be our first draft pick. Oh, here we go! Bold, bold claim coming. We, we, we're going to trade. We're going to trade up. We're going to get a top ten round draft pick. I'm telling you, watch, watch the space. I want to eat. Oh, I don't want you to eat a hat because I would be happy with that. No. If we don't go big, I take that. I, I tell you now. I think Telesco will will make moves to get as a tackle. I'm not saying Evan Neal because he's probably a top three pick. Get a tackle and two. Um, two players on defense, either defensive back, interior defensive line in the first two rounds. Bold, bold. We, 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 you know, we need to make these splashes. I just like the, I just like the atmosphere of boldness from all of us. We're all on the same page. We think the Chargers are going to make a splash and start driving. It's our time. We don't have let long left on Herbert's rookie contract, so why the devil not? Listeners, we're going to be talking about our plans, who we think we should sign, draft, keep, cut. All of us will be Tom Telesco for the day. You know, sorry, Tom, there'll be two of you for a while um, and uh, maybe five of you eventually. So that's coming up. There's going to be tons of off-season content. Drop us a note. What do you want to hear from? What do you want to see? We've got some great interviews coming as well. Guys, What before we wrap up, what are you all excited about? Right now, the season is a fresh We've left our dirty laundry of a missed playoff season behind. 
the Chargers are on the road to a Super Bowl and all is possible. What excites you, Dan? Um, potential, hope. Both are there. Um, I, I always enjoy the draft process, so I, I'm looking forward to spending some time delving into that a bit more and um, reading all of these expert takes. That's 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 what I'm looking forward to for the next two months. Uh, when, when is the draft? It must be April. It's, it's always April. it's always on my birthday. It should be end of April. Last weekend of it's, April. It's the 28th of April. There we go. Yeah. That is my birthday. So got, there you go. Remember it. Put it in your diaries. It's already in the diary. It's, it's the 28th of April. <laughs> <laughs> um, was. What, what's getting you giddy? Where do you want me to start? The draft? OTAs, training camp, talking with you three about football, trying to get on the uh, system to get NFL tickets for Tottenham, and then obviously the new season. I, football cannot start soon enough for me. I'm I'm ready to go again. Normally this time of the year, I'm like, about six months, it's been draining, I'm ready for a reset. I'm not. I just want to go again. I really do just want to go again. I love it. He's he just he's just born for the NFL. John, excited? I'm excited because I don't have to listen to how much of a winner Joe Burrow is for the rest <laughs> of that because he lost the Super Bowl. You can call it sour grapes. I'm just so I'm just so tired of hearing. Oh, he's a winner. I don't give a crap. Winning is not a QB stat, right? I mean, there's some really good stats out there showing how badly he actually played. You know, his EPA per play is, you know, it's got to be one of the worst in for football runs, right? I said th- I said it the other day online. I was like, you know, when it comes to the way Joe Burrow played, he was less Joe Montana and more Joe Flacco, right? That's who he was. He was, <laughs> hey, I'm a fine quarterback Mine's and I can, throw, I can throw it up deep whenever I need to. And that was what Flacco was, right? He was a fine quarterback who could yeah. throw it up deep every once in a while. And that's what, you know, that's what Burrow was. And, you know, it just, I just, I, I couldn't, I don't know, like as much as I'm going to hate having to listen to Rams fans talk about how great the Rams are. Like, honestly, I just, I, I can't, I'm so tired of the Joe Burrow is the next great thing or whatever. Cause it's just, Oh, I, I cannot stand it. So I'm excited that he was exposed for how bad he was um, in the playoff run, because really he had nothing to do with that run. You know, I can off the top of my head, the defense having nine interceptions, right? Looking elite out there for some reason. The kicker having one of the greatest all time playoff kicking runs of all time. I mean, just one of the greatest of all time. Uh, Jamar Chase being amazing. Joe Mixon being a difference maker. They were all more important, in my opinion, than Burrow. I think you could have put in Derek Carr. I think you could have put in pretty much any, you know, average level quarterback, and the Bengals would have still had the same success. Because I just don't think that there was a whole, I mean, there were maybe one or two plays a game where you're like, oh, yeah, Joe Burrow just did something great. But the rest of the time, you look at like Philip Rivers out there, like a statue getting sacked left and right. You know, I mean, you can tell me all day long, oh, the line's bad. Oh, look how many sacks he took. Yeah, a lot of those sacks are his fault, right? There's a thing called avoiding pressure. There's a thing called not creating pressure for your own offensive lineman because you step back too far and you let that pass rush get to you. Yeah, Burrow wasn't any good at that. The only thing he was good at was getting the ball away quickly, much like our man Philip Rivers. Burrow, hot take, Philip Rivers 2.0. I, th- I tell you what, John, on the Bengals, if they don't fix that offensive line, he's going to look like Andrew Luck. And we don't want to see players getting injured and having to retire no, early. No, I, I'll tell you this, what, the one thing this I was not. serious, man. This, they're, they're I gonna, want, he's getting beaten up, man. 
I just want to be clear. I wanted him to do poorly. I did not want him to win the Super Bowl, but I yeah. did not want him to get injured. Correct. That's the last, oh, I, I yes. never, I no, never no. root for injury. I, no. I cannot stand no. injuries. I don't like that. No. I, if I Agreed. want someone to fail, I want someone to fail because yeah. they're mediocre, but they smoke cigars and everybody thinks they're good. That's why I want them to fail. Yes. Not because they hurt themselves. I, I tweeted about um, the, the luck situation during the Super Bowl, and the Bengals have got some serious issues there up front. They've got a sort I mean, 19 sacks in the postseason. 53 in the regular season. What the hell, man? Well, here's some Andrew Luck stats for you. I, I forget who put this up there, but Andrew Lux over his like 70 over his first 70 games uh, had a 15.95 pressure rate, right? So that's pressures. So that almost 16, uh, almost on almost every 16, 16 uh, pressures per game he was taking, right? Burrow, who has more sacks in his first 30 games than Andrew Luck did, Burrow with the more sacks only gets about a 9.6 pressure. Per game, yeah, but look who's so good. less pressures, more sacks. That's Joe Burrow, meaning he's not doing a good enough job getting out of those sacks. That's all I mean. Not it's definitely not all his fault, definitely the offensive line's fault, but he could be doing something to help them and he's not. So that's all I'm saying. Just just listen to the the, the excitement, the debate, the plans we have coming. I'm looking forward to when you're all Telesco. None of you, none of you will be as good as me, but we'll see. Guys, the off-season officially begins now. There it is. The flag is is do you do you do you lower a flag to begin the off-season? Do you raise something? I don't know. Whatever it is you do, it happens now. Cut the ribbon. No, that's a new building. Whatever. So here we go. The Chargers optimism and the road to the next Super Bowl is on. And there's one thing I'm gonna say. Justin Herbert, Pro Bowl MVP, baby. And before you go. Herbert Jersey Vapor Elite is live on Fanatics. A sweet $350. It's yours right now. They're sponsoring us. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, on that drastic bombshell, bold up. Bold up. Bold up. Bold up. Bold up. <laughs>